Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Now, let's start with uh, the president of the BC Teachers Federation now putting out, I, I would say, probably the most clear statement to date mm-hmm. now that the union actually wants this mandatory vaccine mandate is that what they want like is the teachers union now saying we want the we want the mandatory vaccine yeah so they had a um an executive meeting last night um where and their position on vaccines has evolved over over time but they are now very much after the uh, bc public service um has been given a mandate um uh the uh, bctf is uh uh, respondent. So in her letter to members just released today, she says, to respond to this rapidly shifting ground, the BCTF executive community met again last night, discussed the issues, and took the position that the Federation supports provincial mandatory vaccines in the K-12 system for school staff and volunteers. This about keeping everyone safe. And they are concerned that, so now you've got this extraordinary situation where both QP yeah. and the TF want a province-wide vaccination um mandate in the school system I'm, I'm unaware of any other instance anywhere where the the staff now the yeah. unionized staff all want uh, mandated mandated vaccines and you've now got the odd situation where the provincial government is saying well the employer we're not the employer the, <laughs> the school districts are in the employer um, so it's up to school districts to do this and the, and the TF is concerned and the BC liberal education critic Jackie Taggart's voice concerned too that this could result in sort of a patchwork where you've got most school boards likely having uh, passing a, a, a resolution to have mandatory vaccines, but as you and I have discussed before, will the Dawson Creek school board, yeah. the school the school board up in the Peace River, uh, which where you've got very low vaccination rates and a determined anti-vax attitude in many parts of the community, will they uh, pass mandatory vaccines? I would say no, and that's the concern. And also. Uh, Chilliwack has had some resistance yeah. to vaccines. Uh, you've got uh, low rates in the eastern part of the valley, which is why we've got special health measures out there, um, because there's just more COVID-19 cases out there. So it's an interesting situation. Fascinating to see the unionized employees now are unanimous, wanting to be vaccinated as a condition of employment. And yet the employer... Uh, the, the the you know the central employer the provincial government is hesitant to do that. Well, you're supposed to be a labor friendly government here in NDP, and you got the union <laughs> saying vax us. We yeah, want to be. We want the mandatory vaccination. So who knows how this is going to go? Right now, um, you know, Education Minister Jennifer Whiteside said in the House this week in response to questions by Jackie Taggart, uh, we don't have a provincial health order, therefore we have to go this route. So it's still uh, possible. So it's only Bonnie Henry can do the provincial health order. That's right. right? And now faced with this uh, situation where the extraordinary situation where all the employees want to be vaccinated, <laughs> will this open the door, set the stage? Well, not all do- the unions do. Not all the employees necessarily Well, no, all the, all the unions representing yeah. the members do. So I would say you know, 90% of the employees, because that's 90% of the population, except up in the Peace River, right. up in Prince George, up in Vanderhoof, where you've got Enderby, 
uh, you've got low vaccination rates, and that's reflective of, of the community at large, and that's probably reflective of the sure. school staff as well. Right. You could have a lot of unvaccinated teachers and bus drivers and school secretaries, and, and maybe they won't want to go along with this. Let's play uh, Premier John Horgan on this point yesterday. Here he is talking about how it's up to the school boards to, to deal with this. Have a listen. There is a responsibility for elected representatives who, who put their hand up and said, I'd like to be on the school board to inform themselves about the best way to protect their employees and, and the children within their district. Uh, and I don't mean to be uh, accusatory here, but uh, there's no shortage of information. Okay, you put your hand up to be a school trustee, so you deal with it. <laughs> well, you tell them, look, you've got, as, 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 if you run for elected office, you inherit and you and you get elected, you inherit some responsibilities that go beyond your pay grade. Uh, well, beyond. that includes Horgan, doesn't it? He ran for yep. the top job. Yep. And uh, but again, it's interesting that um, he's passing this off to school boards, but we'll see if Dr. Bonnie Henry ultimately steps in here. Now, it's interesting. There's going to be a report coming out mid October for the first time that will examine in detail uh, the school, the cases involving school, COVID-19 cases involving school children, where they got, where it was trans, transmitted, was it done at school, was it done in the community, and how serious the situation is it. One of the holdbacks, I think, of a provincial health order that covers the entire school system is why stop there? What about child care? Uh, yeah, right. Child care is yeah. probably just as equal uh, a situation in terms of COVID-19 spread at schools. Well, could Bonnie Henry be thinking, okay, you know, is it going to make a whole lot of difference if the teacher is vaccinated when they're teaching a class of 30 kids who are all unvaccinated? Mm -hmm. Like, what will it make a difference? Exactly. Uh, you know? And that's part of the thinking here. Um, Unless a teacher, you know, if the teacher's got COVID and brings it into the school. Well, you know, you know the long term care report that came out from Isabel McKenzie um, concluded that the vast majority of cases in long term care came in from staff, staff people right. coming into the into the uh, uh, workplace. And again, um, you've got 80%, 90% of teachers likely vaccinated. Well, if 10% aren't, that 10% can still spread the virus uh, very easily. So it's, uh, it is, you know, you, and you, again, you step in and spread that virus amongst kids age 5 to 11 who are not vaccinated. That's going to cause an outbreak. Okay, let's talk about Rolly's Restaurant here in Hope. Now, this is the restaurant there that was uh, defying the vaccine card passport system, mm -hmm. and what they've been—they've had their business license pulled. Like, so what's they've, happening here? they've had their business license suspended for six months. They've lost their liquor license. They've faced a closure order from uh, Fraser Health. Uh, so they're facing the minimum a hundred dollar a day fine if they try to remain open. Uh, they surprised it's that low. Well, that's just for starters. Uh, there's a $2,300 fine. There's $100 a day. Then there's the ultimate padlock penalty. So the district, they're, they're facing um, a three-pronged attack here. The District of Hope has suspended their license. Fraser Health has issued a closure notice. The Public Safety Office has fined them $2,300. So there's three authorities here going after them. Uh, if they want to stay open, I mean... <laughs> They're going to pay and a huge financial. Fund. I thought did global did global news report last night that they are staying open. Yeah, they, they stayed open yesterday. We'll yeah. see if they're open today. Okay, um, it's a, a minimum hundred dollars a day uh, plus uh, potential other fines as well. Why was this restaurant singled out? I mean, there are probably more than one restaurant in BC that's. They fine. were the ones who went public. Uh, they said, "Bring it on!" You know, we'll 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 t we'll take you on. They went public. They called the media. Uh, we've all done stories on on that particular restaurant. There's a couple other restaurants out there. Uh, also, should be mindful of uh, that. The authorities. I talked to Mike Farnworth yesterday, who says this is partly to set an example. 
and to serve notice that this is going to happen to others if they're caught. Okay, speaking of Farnworth, the Solicitor General, here he is speaking on Rowley's Restaurant here yesterday. It has everything to do with health and everything to do with people getting vaccinated and everything to do with us uh, defeating this pandemic. Uh, And the fact that the vast majority of businesses uh, in this province are complying and doing the right thing along with the public, uh, you know, what they, uh, their position is just, uh, is is, is not acceptable. Okay, so it could, we could see it expand, like we could see this type of enforcement expand? Yeah, where it's going to happen is in places where there's probably low vaccination. So Hope has the lowest vaccination rate in the Fraser Health Authority, 76%. The province-wide rate is 88.5% first doses. So Hope has been, had low numbers all along. So it's not, there's no coincidence in the fact that this is the restaurant in a low vaccinated area that's going to get ticketed. And you will see, it'll be interesting whether we see establishments up north, Prince George, Dawson Creek, Fort St. John, where there's low vaccination rates, which probably uh, are mirrored by their businesses, whether they take similar action there. Okay, the uh, uh, vaccine mandate expanding now to Crown Corporations Mm. in British Columbia, right? Well, at least one, BC BC Hydro. Hydro. BC Hydro served notice 6,000 employees have to be vaccinated by November 22nd. All their contractors, which are... uh, Fair number, in, in large number, have to be fully vaccinated by that, January 10th. Does that include Site C? Yep, Site C is wow, included that's in that. huge. Most Site C workers, well, the vast majority of Site C workers have been vaccinated. There yeah. was an effort there. To, a clinic was brought up there to do that. So, yeah, uh, Hydro. Now, um, look for others. Uh, you're going to see, I think, ICBC will probably step in. BC Lottery Corporation. Uh, BC Ferries, which is technically not a crown corporation, even though the government is the single shareholder. It's a weird business arrangement. Uh, Staff there have to be vaccinated uh, if they're on board. The traveling public, though, does not because ferry uh, service is considered an essential service, and uh, essential services are not subject to mandatory vaccines. Right. Okay, let me ask you to finish up, and then we'll take some calls about um, Aaron Gunn. Now, Mm -hmm. Aaron Gunn is a political commentator, I guess you could describe him on social media. He describes himself as an independent journalist. You know, some would say he's a small C conservative agitator. He's got a lot of social media followers. He's got 80,000 followers on on Twitter. And a lot of his videos have uh, racked up a lot of views on YouTube and stuff. He did one on ICBC. Like, he got like a million views. He was talking about privatizing ICBC. Uh, expected to announce he will run for the B.C. Liberal leadership tomorrow. Let me play a short clip here of him, Keith. This is on from his uh, Facebook page, and here he is coming out against vaccine passports. I believe the move by the B.C. government mandate vaccine passports for all British Columbians is the wrong decision and one that will sow division, set a very dangerous precedent, and accomplish very little. Okay, so I think he would be the only Liberal Party candidate as opposed to the vaccine passport. If he yeah, he's uh, he's on the fringe. He's very right-wing. I don't think he's going to play a, a much of a role in the Liberal leadership, but he will bring some spice to the to the table. <laughs> well, the, imagine the debates. He'll be yeah. stirring things up. Yeah, if he's in, if he's in the field, he's going to be sort of, he's going to take a markedly different position on a number of issues, and that will give him a bit of oxygen, but I don't think that's going to translate into much support. Does he have the potential to influence this leadership campaign though if he if he signs up a whole bunch of new liberal members with all his followers on social media does it force some of the other candidates to move a bit to the right to try and well, pick up some of their support yeah we'll see uh, that's a possibility i don't think that'll happen but that, that's a possibility you're right if he if he brings all his you know now keep in mind those are not all necessarily british columbians uh you don't know yeah, where your social right. media followers are um but it, it'll add it'll add some uh, spice to the debate all right welcome back baldry's beat
Keith Baldry is my guest. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Caroline and Chilliwack. Hi. Hi there, Mike. Hi. Go ahead. I just, I just want to say that um, I have five grandchildren that are in the Chilliwack school system, and three of them were sent home because of uh, COVID problems in their classrooms. And then this week, uh, my grandson was diagnosed with COVID. He's 11 years old. And then the next day, my granddaughter was diagnosed with COVID. She's nine years old. And then yesterday, their mom and dad was diagnosed with COVID. Mm. Thankfully, they're double vaccinated. But my son called 811 number to talk to um, the, the people in there to see what he should do. They didn't really have any advice for him. He called the school, and their response was, well, I hope they recover quickly. There was just, like, no follow-up, no letters to parents, nothing. And I'm just so beyond frustrated right now. Well, when, when you say they were sent home from school with COVID, who, who sent them home? Um, well, this was a couple of weeks ago. Three of them were sent home because of a COVID exposure in their classrooms. And then this week, my grandson, who's just gone to middle school, my especially middle school, um, he was sick, so they got him tested, and then he was diagnosed with COVID. Okay, do you, his, think, do you think they should have mandatory vaccination for the teachers and I support stuff? I absolutely yeah. do. Okay. I mean, to have, to have four of my five grandchildren in Chilliwack schools all exposed, and now two of them have COVID. And there's been no no response, no follow-up. Okay, no, okay. Th- thank you for the call. I hope yeah, you're so, okay. So the issue of communication from schools to parents is an ongoing issue. It's 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 changing. Uh, there was no uh, communication at the beginning of the school year. Dr. Martin Henry's uh, changed the rules, but it still seems to be working itself out. Chilliwack is a hot spot for COVID-19. Almost 300 cases last week. A relatively low vaccination rate, particularly in North Chilliwack, which is uh, a real concern. So... Uh, no coincidence that she's phoning from Chilliwack. Okay, let's go to Angela on the line in New West. Hi. Hi. I'm concerned about the vaccine warnings. Um, all through this, the information doesn't seem too scientific. A lot of the the stuff we were told about, like using AstraZeneca, get the first shot you can. And then a lot of people also mixed it with Moderna, which the young people in Finland or either Sweden, they're not even using that for the young men because there's so many problems. So it doesn't seem quite safe yet. And then to mandate young people to have vaccines that possibly could have kids, and we don't know the long-term effects, it doesn't so, seem... Well, well hang, hang on a sec. How many people have received the vaccine around the world? Do you know? Billions. Angela? Term effects like look at opiates. What happened with them? No, okay, no, okay, no. no it's like there it, is it, the answer. There is like six billion doses. Of yeah, the vaccine so there's billions of doses been administered. Yeah. There have been some problems that happens with the flu vaccine. It happens yeah. with the measles vaccine. These are safe vaccines. They're very effective. Um, now, the only issue when when it comes to mixing vaccines and such is is the travel situation has yet to be sorted out, but it is sorting itself out. But in terms of a medical situation, it's very safe and it's very effective. Get vaccinated. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, if you take a look at you know six billion doses of the vaccine around the world, I think we're up to close to close to sixty million doses in in uh, Canada, mm-hmm. and there's just been a tiny, like a minuscule, microscopic number of yep. negative, you know, serious negative reactions. Uh, Malcolm in Richmond, you got 30 seconds. When was the last time a real Liberal Party? Because every one of these people go, I'm going for the Liberal Party. 
Gordon Wilson was the last liberal leader, and then you had Alan Williams and Pat McGeer. They're conservatives, folks. They're hiding under a banner that they know they can possibly win. It's more like, why did you call us the Free Enterprise Party instead? Have a great day, guys. Okay. Happy okay. Thanksgiving. Well, thank you. Alan Williams. Haven't heard that name for a while. <laughs> a blast Pat McGear is still alive. You know, he's still going <laughs> to the lab at UBC. Uh, like, the BC Liberals, yeah. They've Kevin, always Kevin, wrestled Fal- with- Kevin Falcon said he might change the name of the party. Yeah, it's interesting where they're headed on that front. I don't think they will, but it's going to be probably come up in the leadership debate.